Welcome to episode 102 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we begin a two-part Death Stranding series. You can find all things Left Behind Game Club on Twitter at Left Behind Club, on Instagram at Left Behind Game Club, and on our website at leftbehindgame.club. If you like talking about video games with great people, check out our Discord. You can find the link to that on our website. If you like what you've heard, consider a five-star review of this podcast on your podcasting platform of choice, and if you do, make sure to let us know that you've done it so we can shout you out on the show. Without further ado, let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCourt, and today I have three friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. His name is Travis Colnut. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. How's it going? It's going good. How about you? I'm good. Our second friend, uh, back for the nth time, it's Katie Lesperance. Hello. How are you? I'm good. And back for the second time on the podcast... She is a writer, streamer, and co-creator of Streamers Unknown, Court FTW. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Hello. It has been a while. Uh, You were last on for our Witness episode, episode 32, and that was at least two years ago. So we're very happy to have you back. Court, if uh, people want to find your work on the internet, where's the best place that they can do that? Tell me about your projects. Um, I'm a part-time streamer on Twitch, so twitch.tv slash courtftw. Uh, is where you can find me. You can also check out the website that is now launched, which is streamersunknown.com. And if you want a little bit extra spicy documentary about the esports community in BC, you can go and check out Smash Forward. I make a decent appearance in there, and it's just all about the grassroots community of the esports in British Columbia. It is a great documentary, highly recommend. So if you are interested in esports, in Smash, it's a great watch. So please do that. Uh, Court, we're so happy to have you on. And just before we start, Travis, Katie, you have a new podcast out now. It's called Cutscenes. Tell me all about it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, basically we all watch a movie, not together, separately, and then we get together and talk about it. It's movies that are either based on video games or they're relevant to video games. So yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's uh, me and Katie and Jacob, of course. So, I mean, I don't even know why you asked us. You could have just answered this question yourself. (laughs) I was going to make a joke about your third co-host being a bit of a jerk, but... uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. We deal with them. It's okay. Yeah, you Um, know. But this is not a podcast about bad co-hosts. It is a podcast about Death Stranding, a video game developed by Kojima Productions, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment, released on the PS4, and as of this recording, the PC. Uh, We're going to start this off with a newer segment on the show. It's called Fast Pitch. And in that segment, what I want you to do is give me your one-sentence pitch on Death Stranding. I will start it off this time. Because I think I have a pretty good one. Uh, Kojima makes USPS the anime, the video game with a huge budget. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Katie, I, you go ahead. I actually have one this time. Because usually I'm just piecing it together. But no, no. This game. Lessons on logistics and infrastructure <laughs> with deadly giant invisible ghost babies. Oh my god. 
That's wonderful. Court, you're up next. A delivery man that delivers anything <laughs> from explosives to pizza to dead bodies and babies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you're going to top those. I, I cannot top those things. Literally, I wrote one down. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is fine. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go first. And it's all it is is post-apocalyptic FedEx sim. So there we go. That's all I'm going with. Ooh, nice. Uh, those are very good. Uh, we're going to kick the show off proper with a question. Uh, and this one comes in from Twitter uh, from at Serious Business. Uh, Maria Hicken asks, did you go in with any preconceived expectations for this game based on your experience with other Kojima games? So I guess my question is, tell me about your experience with Kojima games and with Death Stranding. What did you know about the game before you kind of came into it? I guess I can go first. I yeah. um I've never actually played any of his other games. Um I've always watched them from the first Metal Gear Solid game on what's it, PS two and watching mm-hmm. my PS1, brother play it. Actually, PS1. PS1. Ooh, yeah. So I remember watching my brother play that and but I always knew how strange his games were. So I remember seeing the trailer for this in E three and then um, I just expected some sort of strangeness, and I liked how it was just a delivery man with a baby, and I had so many more <laughs> questions, and I was so intrigued. <laughs> so I've never played a Kojima game either. Like, I don't, I don't know really anything about Metal Gear Solid. Um, so I was kind of going in a little blind. I knew that, like, you know, he's known for like out there and you know, kind of crazy concepts and you know just kind of things aren't going to make sense and you just kind of roll with it right and i had seen the trailers for this and i was like okay like i think the first first trailer is just like sam on a beach and then there's a baby involved and i'm like (laughs) okay this is cool i'm kind of interested like and yeah there was more information and then when the, the game actually came out i was like interested again i was like okay i could play this um but i never really got around to it so um yeah i mean i didn't know what i was getting myself into going in and i really didn't know much other than the fact that it was supposed to be kind of crazy katie did you have more experience with kojima's games yeah i do um i played i played metal gear solid uh metal gear solid 2 with sons of liberty i believe and then three uh snake eater uh loved them all and then my four came around and at that time my uh my video game motion sickness kicked in real hard and i played about (laughs) 10 minutes and i was like i cannot play this game i physically can't so i bailed out and then i obviously did not play pt because dear god i will not play that game um so yeah no i hopped back into five though so i'm excited for that but no so it's been a little while Okay, same with me. I played MGS 1 through 5. Uh, loved all of them. They're crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played PT, and then obviously was very excited to play Death Stranding. Uh, so when you guys said, like, let's play for the pod, I was like, yes. yes. Uh, funny story about PT. We've played it on this podcast before. Uh, it is no longer available to download, um, but I just transferred my PS4 to a PS4 Slim and then a PS4 Pro, and forgot that now I don't have access to PT anymore. So oh, wonderful. sad, but oof. there's a version on PC. You can get to it. But, you can just um, listen to the old episode of that you and Jess recorded. And I will <laughs> great just... Great plug. I'll just listen to that all day long <laughs> instead of actually playing it. That's fine by me. Uh, horror Babies. Which horror Baby. Is, <laughs> which what? is very similar to what we're talking about today. 
Uh, yes, he has oh a thing gosh. with babies. <laughs> okay. He loves horror babies. He, he loves horror babies. Horror, he loves a scary, weird baby. But yep. anyway, mm-hmm. perfect for this on. game. <laughs> uh, bef- before we jump into the meat, uh, I want to just ask how you all played. And I'm pretty sure I know that everyone played it on PS4. But Courtney, not to put you on the spot, you have a very special edition of the game, right? Yes. I, Do you want to talk about it or not? <laughs> I have the collector's. Um, which came with Lou in his tube, and it's a lamp, and it came with the tape that you can use in the game, um, and a little keychain. I also got the steelbook, which had the uh, soundtrack with it and everything. So that was kind of a nifty addition. It's beautiful. That, wait, that, that Lou baby. Yeah. That's a lamp? Yeah, it turns on and everything. (laughs) Oh my god, it's so much scarier. I don't want it as a lamp. <laughs> you have like a baby silhouette on your wall while you're trying to... Oh god. Yeah, people be like, you're going to have kids? I'm like, this is my child. <laughs> <laughs> and So just to confirm, everyone play- here played it on PS4, right? Yes. yes. Uh, PS4 original, slim, or pro? Because I played it on a pro. So I started it Ooh. on a regular PS4 and then moved to a pro and... It looked insane, and we're going to talk about the graphics later, but it looked incredible. So I just wanted to know if you played it on base model or, base. or what you played it on. Base, for sure. My OG. Yep. I think I have a base model. I actually don't know. <laughs> Depends on how big it is. If it's a little bit slimmer, it's going to be the one terabyte It's not slim. the slim one. I know it's not okay. the slim one, but I don't know if it's a pro. No, you have an original. I don't yeah. know. You didn't buy a pro. No, I don't think so. No. So. Um, so let's get into it and let's talk about Death Stranding. Uh, if you had to describe the kind of game Death Stranding is, how would you do that? Because I, I think it's, do you it's have a an layered hour? explanation. Yeah, we have half an hour. Why don't you go ahead and start <laughs> no. okay, let's, let's go. <laughs> oh my God. How do you even start with this game? Like it's third person action adventure. That, yep. Yes. Literally. I did it. Yep. Yep. With it. a lot <laughs> of... Yeah, with a lot of uh, like terrain traversal, open yeah. world things going on. Yes. a lot of cutscenes. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, a lot yes. of menus. Yeah. Oh god. Yes. So many menus. And then we- also there's asynchronous multiplayer too, with the social strand system is what it's called. Right. Yeah, that was yes. cool. It's kind. Yeah, it's kind of like Dark Soulsy in a way. Um, Dark Souls Three. I don't know if the other ones had it or not. But Dark Souls 3 has, like, the signs that people put up that kind of indicate uh, true or not, kind of what's coming up and kind of try to warn you for things. I found the signs for this one very accurate. Yeah. Like, I didn't really find any that were trying to deceive you at all, whereas Dark Souls, honestly, it's, like, 50-50. Half the people are just trying to screw you over. <laughs> but Wow. <laughs> no, I was, like, it was pretty much, like, dead on. Like, I never really found myself being, like, oh, that wasn't real. I mean, this game is about connection, so yeah. you want to be connecting with good people, not terrible, terrible people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we, we've kind of described it a little bit. Um, it's made on Decima Engine, which is the engine that makes Horizon Zero Dawn and other guerrilla games that are coming, which obviously allows it to have these beautiful, lush, enormous environments for your character to deliver packages. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah like, I, kind of... you could tell that it was like I could see the horizonness in it, but also like there was straight up like things from Horizon in this game. Like you could make yeah. holograms and stuff like that with like watchers. And I remember seeing was there uh, the an tower? Aloy? The... I yeah, don't Aloy remember Aloy. The... Yeah, 
I've never played Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, the tall, there was, what are they called? The tall, tall tower yeah, yeah, robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giant giraffe kind of ones. I can't remember yeah. either. Yeah. It was a while ago that we played that. But yeah, yeah they, all of a sudden, I remember the one time I was like, oh, God, what's that? No, like, I panicked. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, it's just the tall giraffe thing. No, I but had I, the same thing as you. I Walking up to a bridge, I saw a watcher and I instinctively like dived out of the way because I was like, oh my God, it's going to see me. Not realizing that I was playing Death Stranding and not playing Horizon. <laughs> what new bizarre horror is this? <laughs> what? I, I guess, what, what are you actually doing? Like, what is the objective of Death Stranding? You're delivering so, packages. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So basically... America has fallen apart. It's like a post-apocalyptic land. Um, some terrible event called the Death Stranding has happened. So all of the cities are kind of separate. There's no connection. Like there's nothing um, connecting city to city at all. Like there's no roads. There's no nothing. So you're picking up packages, bringing them to another city or another uh, like substation, way station is what they're called. Um and then as you're doing that, you're like building up connection and you're convincing these cities to connect themselves back into the internet. Like the internet. Yeah. Basically the internet. It's like a very powerful internet. You're, and that, that is the mission. And then you meet crazy things along the way. You're knotting them That's together. Yes. Oh. The knots. You're forming the knots along the strand. Yes. Oh my God. The amount of words that this game oh my uses. God. It was like, so deliberate. Like, oh yeah. yeah, I loved every. I loved it all though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm totally it, it okay so with sci-fi. like. I'm totally okay with calling like this guy Dead Man and this guy Hartman. Like, I'm like totally fine with it. <laughs> Literally, yeah, I'm totally fine with it. Like, I don't care if it's on the nose or I don't care if his last name is like Sam Porter Bridges. Nah, I'm digging <laughs> it. Like, I, I'm totally, I'm totally into it. Yeah, I've always found Kojima to be very um, on the nose, campy. Where he'll just like do stuff like that, and he doesn't care. Like he'll, all the characters, like all the villains in um, uh, Metal Gear, are always like over the top and kind of ridiculous and not super realistic, and um, just like in your face villains. And so, yeah, the like revolver ocelot and his favorite weapon is a revolver like and i guess he yeah. named him that sim himself yeah. that but still it's like <laughs> right. it's super on the nose and he's just like nah i'm just gonna call it what it is like yeah. that's fine you yeah. just the main it. bad guy in mgs5 is skull face <laughs> so <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. i haven't gotten the, that far yet yeah the main bad guy's Spoilers. name is skull face so, so he's like, higgs he's essentially higgs yeah a, a little different but <laughs> yeah. like he loves those names Oh, yeah. I think Higgs had the most undeliberate name because there's BB, yeah. which is a baby, and then everyone else had, like, Fragile, like, yeah. Higgs was the only one where I'm like, yeah, yeah I mean, Higgin, what? Like, I don't get it. He was named after the Higgs boson particle, which is the god particle. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? That's fine. I'm fine with that, but also, like... It's so dumb. Courtney, I love no, it. no, but, like, that's... <laughs> That one's almost like not as obvious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who, how are you going to know that? And oh, I he would, says it multiple yeah. times. But yes, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing, though. You're right, Jacob. It's just like super on the nose and like, and I'm going to do this connection in this metaphor. And I'm going to say, hey, look at this metaphor I did and like point like, it out to you. Beat you over the head with the metaphor. A woman has a ghostly miscarriage. Therefore, her name is Mama. 
We're gonna get to that. <laughs> I, I, I have takes. Yeah, just saying. Oh, takes. I'm sure you do. So, can we just talk before we talk about the story? How frustrating this game is to play. Sometimes I've no. been posting clips on my Twitter for at least a month of me falling and dropping packages, <laughs> and I don't think I know how to play Death Stranding. I'm not. Gonna <laughs> you're lie. like I don't know honestly. How to do this. Honestly, I think you're just bad at it. Like, <laughs> I'm so not bad. Jacob, you're so bad. I saw your tweet and you posted that video of you falling and I just looked to the side of the screen and you don't have shoes on. And I'm like, what are you doing walking around without <laughs> shoes on? I'm like, put some shoes on and maybe you won't fall on your face all the time and kill mama yeah. or kill whoever you're killing. But like, maybe just put some shoes on or like prepare. Are you a bad prepper? Do you not prepare, Jacob? I don't understand. <laughs> It, it's like lesson two in your tutorial. Literally. Put shoes on yeah. and everything's yeah. easier. That's all you have to do. And they're like, hey, and by the way, you have a boot clip yeah. where you can stash extra shoes. You could put two of them on there. Two <laughs> pairs. So that video was a one-off. I wore oh, yeah. shoes in most sure. cases. Sure, sure. Um, but I'm just, I think I'm just bad at it. Because I don't play a lot of these new games, so I can kind of feel your frustration with it, Jake, because I, yeah, I had to really prep a lot of the times, but just with the main mechanics, like when I was trying to snowboard and to try and get down I, mountains, I could not turn around to my carriage to jump on it. And then when I did, I'd slide right down and then hit something, fall, everything would roll down the mountain. I'm like, this is it. <laughs> this, I'm just going to leave it. explain snowboarding. Cause like, how do you do it? I didn't even know you <gasps> could do it until you mentioned it. And I was like, wait, you can snowboard? Yeah. So the, I don't, they don't really kind of tell you to do that in the game. No, but I you, didn't see it anywhere. It's the, the aircraft thing that holds a lot of okay. the heavy stuff. So when you're in the mountains and there's those huge orders that are just massive right. and you have to trug or, like walk around in these, in the snow, um, you can use this thing to kind of carry it so then it like lessens the load. But right. when you're at the top of the mountain and you don't have anything, you can pull out that aircraft thing and you attach it to your belt and then you turn around to it. You look at it and it says ride the like the carrier. Oh my God. And then you jump on no it. Idea. You press square and he does like the kick to, to push him down. So you oh can God, straight up wonderful. snowboard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I... I had to cut myself off because every single time it backfired and I'd be like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I'd crash and lose all my stuff no. and I would be furious. And, but then I would go, uh, you know, I'd get it all together. I'd collect my stuff. And then I'd be at the top of another little hill and it was a perfect snowboarding thing. And I would try it again. And then I would crash until the point where I purposefully did not equip one. Like, I didn't bring one of those little aircraft things with me because I was like, I'm going to try and snowboard and I'm going to fail. <laughs> and I need to just not even give myself the option because I'm going to be like, no, I can do it this time and I'm going to screw it up. So, yeah, that w that's my experience. I'm booting up the game after this to play it. <laughs> to snowboard? <laughs> to snowboard. I'm going to try this. Yeah. You have to be careful with snowboarding because I got lost a lot of times and I actually slid into a mule camp in the <gasps> forest and I had to oh whiz around all the like the the trees, and then the the music starts up, and they've seen me, and I'm right. like, oh no 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 no, <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then I crash, and then they're right there, and I had to book it out of there. Oh my gosh. Yep. I guess I just didn't maybe maybe optimize the way I play. So if you if you've played the game, you know that Sam can carry like a limited amount of stuff on his back. I think he has like a limited amount of things, like objects. 
and also like a weight capacity. And that can change based on what you have equipped. So if you have like this speed skeleton or like a, like a power skeleton, you can carry, like you go from 130 kilograms to like 300 kilograms of what you can carry. You can wear gloves that can help you like climb up mountains. You can have other things equipped, but at the same time, if you don't optimize the way that you like carry your cargo, you can easily topple yourself over. And I think that's maybe like I auto arranged a lot, but I found the auto arranged didn't always put things like example on your body and you would end up with a higher stack than maybe you should. Um, yes, as you're right. There's a lot of micromanaging with all of your equipment, um, which equipment you're wearing. Um, honestly, just all the menus in general this is the most tedious game in every possible way that I've ever enjoyed. I don't know why. Because right. ev- there is Excellent. almost no part of it that is easy and not just tedious. That's the best word I can think of for it. Or enjoyable. I, no. I enjoyed it. I don't I enjoyed it's very it too. satisfying. Yes. Anything with micromanagement, I've, it, with the right balance, I find it very satisfying for some reason. I don't know why, but no, it is menus, like each menu is tedious. How you're walking across the land is tedious. Everything, all of it's tedious. It's so meticulous. You have to like, you have to plan out how you're going to waste, like look at your distance, look at what you're going to carry, look at what you've got on you, figure out, okay, am I going through a mule area, a BT area, figure out like what you're doing. And it's a lot of just like pre-planning before you actually just head out and then then when you're going out, you're really just managing what's in front of you and trying to find the most logical path through. And I, yeah, I really enjoyed that part of the game. Like the whole just planning and it, it seems like it'd be, yeah, tedious. And when tedious seems very like negative sounding, it's but what like, it is though. Yeah, it but is. It's, but it's meditative at the same yes, time. Like exactly. I found it very just calming and I was just like in the zone. Yeah. I love happy. I loved doing all of that. I, I totally agree with you. I wonder what it's like to be a, like, male person after playing this game. Like, how, like a, like a, like a male man or a oh, male okay. woman. Yeah. I was it's like, I man. don't know why this changed <laughs> your whole perception on your entire identity, Jacob, but I need to hear about it. <laughs> a person, like a courier, like, like a UPS gotcha. human being. Gotcha. Uh, because, as you said, this game is incredibly tedious, but... I would I would tell my partner I'd be like yeah I was playing Death Stranding and like here's the thing that I did and I was like I went over this mountain and it took me an hour to do one delivery and and boy I hated it but at the same time I'd be smiling so I don't I don't know like you said Katie it's it's the the game that I the most tedious game that I enjoyed playing mm-hmm. um to give you a brief thing I used to be a paper girl when all throughout high school nice so it's it, I was much as this is way different because I wasn't traveling over mountains, but it's the exact same thing. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah, yeah, prep. Yeah, totally. Like if it was raining yeah. out, we'd have to make sure we wore rain boots. If it was snowing, to make sure we had you know the appropriate stuff on and like shoes. You yeah, mean shoes? shoes. Yeah, yeah wear <laughs> yeah, shoes. shoes. Jacob uh, shoes. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was it, it, a lot of prep work to like my dad would drop off a stack of uh, the newspapers because if it was too heavy for me to carry, he'd put it at another spot on the route and then I would pick it up and to continue on. So oh my with God, the, I love that. Yeah, with this game, I, I looked through all the menus to be like, what did I need? Do I need an extra pair of shoes? Should I just put on a new pair? 
um, with the upgrades and stuff too. I did choose to wait for a lot of stuff. Like every time mama called me, she's like, I did this, I did this. I'm like, I don't care. Just let me yeah. walk around and deliver this pizza. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, right? Leave me yes, alone. Very important. Let me go see Conan O'Brien and give me the otter yeah. mask. Like, you know, and, and then it wasn't wow. until I reached the mountains, what, what, which is where I ended up using a lot of the stuff because it was so, like, terrible up there. Yeah. I didn't even know. Okay, there's that gun that you can use that, like, slingshots like it, it like grapples like from a distance stuff that a mule is carrying and brings it all like it flings it into the oh, air towards yeah. you. Oh, I didn't yeah, shoot yeah. a single yeah. mule. Oh, I did nice. It. What? Yeah. I didn't attack. I did not kill or attack or I did punch them, but right. Yeah. I didn't know how to use the guns until way later. Yeah. Only with cliff. I only knew how to use the guns yes. with cliff, but with the mules, I just ran in and punched them in the face and took what I wanted and then ran out. Oh my God. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. So like, there's the, yeah, literally it's the exact same thing I did. I didn't, I would slingshot the gun. I would use that sl- slingshot thing to pull the, the luggage off of them. And then oh, like, nice. it kind of flies through the air and you can grab it, but you can completely miss that because I didn't do it until like way later in the game. Apparently there was something that I, I missed a secondary like delivery that I wasn't, I, cause I wasn't like five starring everything along the way. Um, oh. and, uh, there was apparently some delivery that you had to go all the way from might've been the Timefall farm or something like that. It was one of those and it lets you, uh, and you got like an added, Oh yeah. Cause it gave you the extra stuff on your backpack for grenades. I didn't have that until like almost right before the end of the game. Hmm. Oh, what? No idea. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know what, uh, now that you mention it, I never killed any of the mules either because they said, hey, if you kill someone, it's going to cause a void out. Yeah. Which is like when basically it's like a little mini death stranding kind of. Um, it's like a human nuke, right? Yeah, you have to burn their A very bodies. small human nuke. Yes. So, uh, no, I did. So I purposely did not kill anybody, but I took out everyone. Like. <laughs> If someone's, which is how I play most things, I will just kill, well, kill or like, you know, handicap, whatever, take them down in some way, everything. So I know, I think that you uh, mentioned, Court, that you tried not to kill any BTs. Literally, I was going through, I'm like, oh, there's one. It's close enough for me to kill it. So I'd kill it. So I had my grenades. I had my bola gun for the mules and I had my grenades for the BTs and I would just grenade everything. I think I all of it like I just clear the path so that was just my entire strategy I had an I had my bola gun and I had like 10 grenades if I was good to go there were like mini bosses that you could fight for the BTs but I did accidentally kill some I wouldn't I didn't mm. shoot at them but once I got the cufflink to cut the umbilical cords right that I would oh cut cords slash and then I would just continue walking <laughs> but anything like when Higgs sent that dog thing after me I just ran and I would just kind of dodge out of the way, get out of the ink stuff. And then I, all right, see you later. Yeah. I booked it out of those two. I didn't, I didn't kill. I don't think I killed a single one of those things. I think I just ran every single time. Yeah. Is that how you usually play games? Cause I don't take everything yeah. out. I just sneak around. I'm always a rogue yep. in things. If yep. I can sneak, I tr- like the first initial mule camp that they make you go into where they're trying to teach you how to be sneaky. I pressed the wrong button and I pressed the one where he shouts at people 
So the dude is like <laughs> sitting there and they're like crouch and I'm like, hey, <laughs> and the guy like hey, over stands there. up and turns around. I'm like, oh, damn it. And I just run over and yeah. punch him in the face. And I'm like, give me this. Yeah. Peace out. Yeah, no, I do. <laughs> That's how I play games typically is I, I like to stealth. Like we mentioned Horizon Zero Dawn. I never went into any battle in Horizon with like the intent of like attacking full out. It was creep around stealth kill do what i can do and so for a lot of like the mule camps i just like especially if it like traversed where i had roads built i just booked it on a motorcycle like between the the not cities if i had yep. if i could i just book it and then just get out as fast as i could you know but horizon, it's, it's obviously go ahead i went in bow and arrow blazing oh, in God. horizon i took out everything <laughs> well yeah anyway, this is what you as- do that's what Mass I do. Murderer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was kind of secretly hoping for a bow and arrow in this game because I love bow and arrows in games like Tomb Raider, Crisis 2 and 3, um, Horizon Zero Dawn. But in this game, uh, no bow and arrow. But there were some great weapons, uh, a lot of them involving your own blood. Because in this world, uh, Sam, who has many conditions... Uh, he's a repatriate. He has dooms, which I don't know what doom stands for. Um, but essentially his urine, his poop, and his blood are a weapon against these BT beached things, uh, the big ghosts in the game. Yeah. So like essentially he, you take, you make grenades out of his blood and because he is, he's got dooms, which like links him to, you know, this death stranding event he his blood seems to affect the bts and you can throw grenades so i did i played a lot with the grenades and i use that for bts a lot i didn't use any of the guns only when i had to in the like the war zone areas but i felt like the first like two war zone areas i did terribly like those were i oh i could not get it because i did not like the shooting i felt i didn't feel like it was like it flowed well i didn't feel like i had a really good like feel for like how the guns felt like i i didn't have very much experience with them because i really didn't shoot anything outside of those war zone areas it wasn't a very Hmm. shooter good like a good shooter game (laughs) it was like and katie you know this from playing like mgs4 for example in ways it felt like mgs4 with the shooting it's it's perfectly fine, but maybe not exactly what you wanted. Um, it's better than serviceable. It's great. It just like it could be better. I didn't mind it. I it it's not it felt great. Stiff. Yes, it's very very stiff. Um, but at the same time, it's not a critical part of the gameplay. So I was like, yeah, I'm shooting people, and also I felt that the combat areas I didn't find them that difficult. So I didn't feel like I couldn't get through it because the gun's super stiff. Um, and again, it didn't come up that often. So I was like, ah, this is fine. I'll shoot yeah. some guys. I don't play a lot of shooting games, so I, I'm just not experienced with them. So I, going into like those areas, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to get out of here. Like I'm stuck <laughs> in World War One forever. I'm just, just let me die here. Was that your, like, I remember when I got into the first like a World War thing and I just ran. Oh, until yeah. I couldn't run anymore and you had to find the zombie uh, yep. dudes to fight yep. Cliff. And then I was like, I guess I'm shooting some people. But the when I played it the second time, I had the it was super easy, so the auto aim was on. Nice. And the auto aim, it's not even that great, but <laughs> it was good for me because <laughs> I'm not much of a shooter. So yeah. I would just keep like looking up and then resetting the auto aim. So I would just keep like shooting at them. And yeah, but I ran through that whole thing. 
I felt like by the last Warzone thing, like the very, very last one, that was the only one where I actually felt effective. Like I was like, oh, I think I've got this. I was hiding correctly. I was like taking, I was taking shots like from like the tall grasses, very horizon-y. And then um, I, that that was the only thing that I, I felt like I was actually good at that one. But every other war zone area, whenever there was like, oh, there's a supercell coming. I'm like, oh, great. I got to shoot things again. Yeah. <laughs> um, a bit of a tangent, um, but I want to ask if you had any memorable, so this game I mentioned has asynchronous multiplayer in it. If you don't know what that is, if you played Journey, essentially like other players will come into your world. This game has something very similar where other people's structures and as Katie mentioned, kind of symbols or their notes will be left in your world. Um, What did you think of that? Did it add to the gameplay for you? Because for me, like I wouldn't have beaten the game without that, I don't think. There are a lot of bridges being built and like post offices and generators and watchtowers and zip lines zip that lines. Like, yes. I used all the time. Zip lines. Yeah. I feel like they only <laughs> yeah. could build half the zip lines because I used it maybe once or <laughs> yeah. twice and I would, I'm not building another one for you. Like You should have yeah. planned this a little bit better. <laughs> I know. I, that's the thing. I was wondering if like, okay, maybe you're seeing one of one person's zip line, but I'm like, this isn't like, I, I would find a zip line. I'm like, this is a good spot for one. And then I would take the time to like manufacture zip lines using other people's zip lines and i had this beautiful like traversal that went from mountain knot city all the way to the weather station so like i went the like yeah so like but it was like it went the long way over the mountain so normally you would go like you would go the long way all the way around to get to mountain knot this was mountain knot to like the robotics person and then it kind of like it cut over and it it was beautiful i had this like i could do these deliveries from mountain knot all the way to like uh what's it is it lake knot because mm-hmm. i had the zip line to i want to say like a distribution center that was connected to the road that went to lake knot so i had this beautiful train of zip lines and, and motorcycles that i just i used a few from people's stuff and i made it myself and it was wonderful i loved it did you oh yeah nothing more satisfying <laughs> I, it plays into the whole micromanagement thing where i i like to just max it out with efficiency as much as possible. I don't know. It's a weird thing that makes me happy. So I was like, I can do this delivery that's very far away in like eight minutes. And I was so happy and proud of myself. So I would just do them. I'm like, I can do another one. It's not going to take me any time. So I'm going to do it. And you know, I maxed out. I like five starred a lot of city, a lot of knots. Did Okay. So question, did you guys dismantle some of those zip lines to recreate your own or did you just manufacture your own and just bring a whole bunch of metal and and whatever it needed and just pop them up everywhere i would just like take a bunch of ppcs or pccs with me wherever i yeah i would take a bunch of those even if i was like okay i'm traversing to a new area for whatever the story is pushing me towards i would always bring at least like two maybe a third depending on how much space i had on my like with my carrier stuff and then i would bring it and uh if I would see a zip line, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, here we go. And then I, I would plan, okay, I see that one. I would walk far enough away and then check my map to see if I was within the 300 meters to see like, okay, now I have an easy way back because I'll put a zip line now so I can get myself back. And if I really needed to, I could zip back, get another PCC, then keep making my train as I went. Yeah, I loved Same it. Same thing. Dude, I'd bring five with oh me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would be stacked well. up with them. <laughs> 
I I had my two boots. I had my two climbing climbing anchors. Maybe one ladder, five PCCs, and then whatever yeah. else, what other cargo I could bring. I was like, yeah. sure, I'll bring some cargo too. A little no, bit no. of wiggle room so that you could pick up stuff along the way. Yes, but if Just I need a little to bit. ditch one of these climb anchors or one of the PCCs, yeah. I can. I can get rid of them if I need to. But no, I'm oh, prepped. Wow. I'm good to go. Yeah. I didn't feel like there was ever a risk of not having enough resources. Like I didn't no. feel like I felt like I could just dump stuff yeah. and it wouldn't matter. Building Maybe the like, road, or, yeah, not those. Do you the mean metals, actual resources? I mean, okay, I mean more like material, like um, like equipment. Like I was like, okay, oh, yeah, I don't need this ladder. Sure. Like I'll just ditch this ladder if I really don't need it, or put yeah, it in a, a shared cargo thing, or so that way people could, like, yeah. You're and so see, nice. <laughs> like I'm a person who has a like big need for control of things. So that applied to this video game where, like, I could never leave anything, like, on the ground. Unless it was, like, an empty blood bag and I would just, like, litter. But otherwise, (laughs) I'm like, no, I need to bring this level one ladder with me and at least bring it back to my shared locker or give it to someone else. I can never just leave it around. That was me playing Death Stranding. Such a good person. Is every single one of your things full? Like, all of your private lockers must be full of just junk. (laughs) Yeah, oh it's my a God. problem. And I would pick up everyone else's so lost cargo is a mechanic that we haven't talked about. Essentially, like the social strand system, people can leave their lost cargo around and you can deliver it either to any other not like not city or yeah, what not distribution city? What center or not yeah. city. Yeah. yeah. Or or you can put it in a locker and you get rewarded, but my thing was always like I have to pick up as much of this lost cargo as possible. My lost babies, I have to bring them to a city so people can get them. And you realize they're not lost. It's literally just us ditching our stuff so we don't have to carry it anymore because we need more PCCs. <laughs> yes. It's your your fault. Yeah. You're yeah. the reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes. It it's me being efficient because I'm like I already five starred that place. I don't need them to like me anymore. They already like me. Yeah. So you're yeah. So your control thing was like, no, no, I got to bring everything with me. My control thing was like, no, no, I'm as efficient and as prepared and Boy Scoutish as possible. And I got it no matter what comes my way. Oh, my gosh. I found uh, some of the lost cargo to be indicators of danger ahead. Where Agreed. I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, someone fell yes. or where a BT would show up. So I would kind of throw it on and then something would initiate and i'm like oh no mm-hmm. and i drop it <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is a bad idea yeah, it, it is it is a good indicator you would be able to sit there and see like oh there's a mess here and like clearly i should not be going into this area yep another sam porter bridges was murdered <laughs> and i should probably run away yep yes yeah Did anyone else really really i spent so much time building my road <gasps> me too i had a beautiful road mm-hmm. from lake knot down to south knot Austra- yeah. all the way to mountain yep. and i was like i'm not resting until i completed this road the entire way across yep i did a start, little bit obsessive i didn't start really doing that until i was getting towards the end game like i didn't focus any of my attention in that early on i really didn't start doing it until i was like oh I'm like I can feel the end coming and I'm not done playing so I'm going to build roads and that's what I ended up focusing my attention on with that vehicles was the thing I was going to ask so your road questions perfect uh did you like the vehicles <laughs> they were fine they were great <laughs> just until they ended up in tar yes or the rocky points of the map <laughs> so like with I had mentioned earlier how I had missed that one um side plot the end goal of that side plot got you the truck <gasps> oh 
I didn't do that until almost the end of the game. So oh. I had been doing this. That's entire- why you've been talking about motorcycles. This yes, time. because I use motor literally because I was wondering. I use, yeah. I use motorcycles for most of the flat areas that I could go around. And so I would pack everything really high on my back and I would jump on a motorcycle. I couldn't walk. I would like trug over to a motorcycle, hop on the motorcycle and then I'd be fine. Yeah. But I would use motorcycles because I didn't have a truck. And then it wasn't until I had done the that one side quest that then unlocked trucks. And I was like, oh, this is how you get trucks. And the thing is, because I hadn't unlocked trucks, it's not like trucks were around the environment with the social gaming aspect of it there was no trucks as soon as i unlocked it all people's online trucks were present i never saw a truck the entire time i never drove one until like right before the end of the game so like all those really big deliveries and stuff like that i did them mostly on foot with floating carriers or um like strategically like motorcycling dropping stuff off going back back and like you know kind of stuff like that so maybe I did this wrong, but like, yeah, I didn't use. A truck. <laughs> you, got, you got there. It's fine. I never you didn't got use them. any trucks. I never. I never oh got it because I was very straightforward with following the storyline quests, right? And not like there. I I don't know if it was one of the pizza delivery ones. I'm like, I am not delivering pizza. I have better. Th- I need to save the world. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't got time. I need to save the world. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did you do the pizza um, one, Katie? Yeah, I did all the pizza ones. Okay, because it unlocks something at the end there. It that gave me gives... some sweet weapons at the end. Oh, no, it gives you a little little uh, extra like story Easter egg thing. What? D- did you do that? Do I spoil it? I don't know. Let's go for it. Uh, okay. I think it's fair to say that like from here on, and I'm surprised we're 40 minutes in and I haven't said this yet, yeah. we're going to spoil the heck out of Death Stranding. So if you're interested in playing Death Stranding, you should probably stop this podcast, it. play it, and then come back and listen when you're ready. Travis, start the spoiler. Okay, if you do all of the pizza quests and then you go to that Peter Elgert's place, Peter Elgert is actually Higgs. It's Higgs's place. You go into his place and you get to see his wall of like crazy, like red stringed newspaper clipping stuff. And he's lost it. Like it's Higgs. You were delivering pizzas for Higgs. (laughs) No, I I know that you were. And I saw there was like a note or something and it was signed Higgs. But I didn't go into his room. Yeah. Damn it. I have to reload this game into the (laughs) Yeah, you go in there and then you go down. It's going to take like 45 minutes to reload this game. (laughs) Oh, God. I haven't deleted it yet. (laughs) You open the door and you go down into his like bunker. What? You want to hear the best uh, part of all of this? Do you know yes. who created the Higgs boson particle that I talked about earlier? What? Francois Elgert and yeah. Peter Higgs. Oh, my God. Well, then. Peter yeah. Elgert. Oh, Kojima. Look what you did. Oh, my God. Oh. Right on that nose. Yep. Um, <laughs> back, back to the vehicles. Okay. My issue with the vehicles was that there wasn't enough of them. Really? Because I was like, oh, I got the truck. And then I was like, oh, what else is there going to be? And then there was just like advanced trucks and i was like oh <laughs> like i really thought there was gonna be something else like another vehicle of some sort and no there was there's two like two doesn't feel like enough in a very big game but driving the know. trucks felt like driving on the planets in mass effect one that's literally how i felt it's yeah. very sluggish it's very yeah. like and you're and trying to go over like the mountainous terrain and stuff like that like if you were trying to pull a truck into those areas it gave me those vibes a lot yeah the mako from the original yes game. yes yes yeah when you would go onto planets and stuff like that yeah because you can jump in that truck but you yeah. only jump about two inches off the ground 
so it can help you get over rocks but nothing else oh my god i jumped way too hard and then the truck exploded and i lost all what? of my cargo i'm not kidding <laughs> what? from jumping so i was do that. <laughs> i i was using a truck to help build a road and I ended up accidentally going off the side of the road that was a little too high. And I got caught around where Conan O'Brien is because there's a, it's really rocky in that area. And I was, it's like, so it would give you a prompt, like press X to jump. And I'm like, okay, I'll jump. So I just kept jumping and I ended up jumping so much that the truck actually like exploded. I flung from the car and all of my cargo was gone, like exploded, no. damaged, destroyed. I was like, all that metal. So yeah, <laughs> don't jump too hard. Lesson of uh, the day, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm curious. Do you guys know how long you played the game for? Because I feel I, like I played it like more straight line, where I was maybe two or three stars on most uh, not cities. But I played for 41 hours, and that probably is just yeah. because I'm really bad at it. I think I, I had about 45 looked. hours because I just okay. That was yeah. your, that was your second playthrough, though. Yeah. Do you know how much that first time? Ish. Mm, I think about 60. Oh God! Yeah. Oh, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> Why? How long did you go? You go first, Travis. <laughs> Honestly, I wish I checked. Um, I feel like it had to have been upwards of eighty, like at least. Oh. Okay. At least. Thank God. Thank God. I feel like I uh, saw it once, and it was at forty, and that was like in the middle of the game. So, like, I yeah. I have to imagine I'm I'm getting close to that hundred hour mark. To defend myself, I started like a few months ago and then I took a break and then I came back and then I took a break and then I came back. I played for 89 hours. Oh my wow. God. <laughs> 89. And I don't, I don't know how it happened, but it just, it just kept happening. Just one more delivery. Yes. This yeah. one more delivery. I was like, well, I could bring this while I'm going like, yeah. and then you know what, while I'm heading there, I might as well stop at this place in case they have something that needs to go there too. And then I'd go down there and then I'd be like, oh, now I can build more road. And then I drive out and build more road and 80, which I'm kind of glad I didn't hit 90. It's like the pricing tag, like <laughs> 399 sounds better than 400. No. Oh my God. Like, no, no, it's still in the eighties. It's okay. It's fine. Yeah, Essentially, it like costs you a dollar to play this every hour of this game. You know what? If you look at it like that, it's hey. excellent. It yeah. makes that what good a great job, man. value. You made me feel better. <laughs> Thank you. What a great value well, yeah, for this. I got this it on sale too. Game. It was like fifty cents an hour. I realized mm, playing like the first time and then playing it the second time that I actually didn't finish the whole game the first mm. time around. I realized that I hit a certain point. I think it was right past the mountains, and I okay. think I was just like, and Pokemon. And, oh my God. and just you know so when i was replaying i was like oh yeah i right. know this i know how to do this da, da, da. and then i got past the point i'm like i don't this is new like yeah I, like what, what am i doing here and then like, i realized all the explanations yeah well e well oh even like i had to because when i wrote the review for this game i had to look into a lot of like the other stuff like from different youtube channels to see um so as i was writing it i could kind of know what was going on for an explanation as well and mm -hmm. so i think i got to a point where i kind of knew what was going to happen in the end and i just stopped playing and i was like yeah and then i remember i was like yeah i totally beat it and then playing it again i'm like i don't think i did <laughs> so I gotta remember, i'm like oh these extra chapters like what like i thought it was over <laughs> oh my god why am i watching a two-hour movie at the end yes, of this i don't literally. remember this at all 11 30 at night i'm like can i go to bed now <laughs> yeah i was the same so we we were, we were gonna record i thought on like 
Wednesday. Today is Tuesday. So you guys were like, no, Jacob, we're recording on Tuesday. And I was like, oh, no, I have to play four hours of Death Stranding last night. And boy, that last four hours is something. Uh, we're going to get to it. But is there anything on the gameplay side you guys want to touch on before we talk about the the bat-ish crazy story that is Death Stranding? I think my first encounter with a mule, like when I first initially played the game, and my boyfriend happened to be watching me. He's like, oh, like, are there just no people in this world? I'm like, oh, everyone's like underground. And as I was walking, it was the very first couple of missions. And I see a person. And I'm like, oh, a real person. Oh, my God. I start running toward them. And then they look at me and their eyes just start shining. And then they pull out a gun. I'm like, that's not a friend. That's not a friend. <laughs> and I had to take off running. He's like, why don't you just fight it? I'm like, No. <laughs> I don't oh my want God. to. And I just booked it. And he had to like cross the river or like at, at, I know at the initial beginning with the mules, they were afraid of rain and then yeah. they get more and more advanced. I looted a whole camp during the rain and they just watched me do it. Oh my God. That's <laughs> it was, wonderful. It was one of like the finer moments where I just went there and they're all in their tents with their guns looking and I'm like, I'm just going to take this and I'm going to take this. <laughs> and I'm like, you're going to do anything. And they're just looking at me. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to take everything I can. And then I left and they're like, you completed the mission. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> That's wonderful. Court, you make a really good point though that like, and I want to get your take on this. Do you feel like the world felt sparse? Like there wasn't a lot of things in it and that was a deliberate choice? Yes. Uh, just to kind of give a feel of, and I think this was his intention was to create, like to to feel empty in a way. And so you would have this desire to connect with the other little locations and stuff like that to get them on the chiral network. And that was the feel to just have this vastness and emptiness and to want to connect everyone. It's such a bizarre like change from other open world games where they like try and fill it with as much stuff as possible. But in this game, there's a deliberate choice to be like, hey, there's going to be a lot of open space that you're just going to explore, and that's the game. I feel like that would be yeah. what a real, like, apocalypse would, would be. It would just be mm -hmm. a whole lot of nothing, you know? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. super, super sparse. Yeah. And then as you're connecting more things, the world kind of populates more with mm -hmm. more um, buildings and more like uh, structures and bridges structures that's weird yeah um, so like it still stays very very sparse but it kind of you see more people as you connect more knots so yeah that was it was interesting it was but yes you're right it was very very sparse and definitely a choice it felt like a country like and I've never been there I only know it from pictures but like New Zealand it felt like we were in New Zealand <laughs> Maybe like the Canadian, like Western Canada. Also, fun fact before we start getting to the story, four Canadians on this call today yeah, talking yeah. about a game about America. Whoop, whoop. So yeah. uh, take, take everything we say with a grain of salt, I guess. We totally yes, know everything about, we're talking about. Yep. Yeah. I built a road from Shining Sea to Shining Mountain. Wow. So, you know. No you did deal. it. Uh, I did my part the, for America. You lived the dream. Oh, I, I, did I did the American part. dream. <laughs> This is America. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think what we should do before we close out this episode is, uh, before we start our part two, what I'd love to do is maybe just set up the world and the story of, I know we've talked about it a little bit, but why don't we just set up the world, set up what's happening, and then we can dive into the details in part two. Sam Porter Bridges, played by Norman Reedus, has the goal of reconnecting America. And that's the story. Thank, thank you very much for coming. Done. <laughs> Good job, man. You nailed it. 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh any any other pieces that I that I may have missed there? Um I would say okay, so he has the job of reconnecting America after this devastating event called the Death Stranding that wiped out a lot of the population of of I would assume the world, but this really just takes place in America. Um and you uh things from the afterlife are coming into our realm and essentially it's discovered that the afterlife is uh, a place called the beach and things are kind of coming through and because they're coming through it's causing a lot of mayhem it's causing a lot of death um, and uh, the world is trying to essentially reconnect and try to prevent itself from getting any worse I guess yeah yeah Who, the barriers next? keep going barriers between the worlds have kind of dissolved and everything is kind of like leaking into each other so there's no it's like the life of the living and the world of the dead are just kind of bleeding into each other and everything gets crazy and weirdness ensues um so you get sent on a mission by bridget strand who's played by Lindsay wagner who if i'm not mistaken is like a very it's like a 70s and 80s tv star um oh cool plays the president who is on her deathbed and she's like Sam and also is Sam's mother. And that's something we know pretty early, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, they're like, so she's your mom, the president. Like they're literally <laughs> like, like, Oh, you need to go talk to the president. You know, your mom, like it's so matter of factly. And he's just, Sam's weird. Like he just doesn't react at all. So like, you're just kind of like, is it his mom? Like Sam doesn't seem to act like it's his mom. Like it's just, it's strange. Yeah. I think that's a part two discussion. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I adore Norman Reedus. I adore him. Um, but he kind of plays his characters like in the same manner where he just kind of plays it straight a lot of the time. And I, I think that Sam Porter Bridges like is a man that plays it straight where he is going to tell you what he thinks. He doesn't love people. So, of course, he's the man that has to reconnect America, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Metaphors. Metaphors. Uh, I think we're going to leave part one there. Uh, next week, we're going to give you our part two on Death Stranding, where we're going to dive into the story and tell you all of the things that we think about it. It's going to be wild. Uh, you can find all things Left Behind Game Club at leftbehindgame.club, on Twitter at leftbehindclub, and on Instagram at leftbehindgameclub. Uh, first, I want to thank you, Courtney, uh, for coming on this episode of the show. Uh, if people want to find you and your work uh, with Streamers Unknown, where can they do that? Um, on streamersunknown.com or we do also have a Twitch channel if you want to come by and say hi um, on twi- or twitch.tv slash streamersunknown we also have a discord that you can join if you are also a fellow streamer and want to be a part of a community and you talked about a smash documentary as well uh, where can people watch that on telus optic and or story hive on youtube you just type in smash forward and you should be able to find it there amazing uh katie uh if people want to find you on the internet where can they do that uh i'm on twitter i'm les brack i tweet occasionally i'll chat with you all the time and i'm also in the discord uh also les brack so yeah and uh, either way if you want to find the discord for the left behind game club you can go to leftbehindgame.club there's a big button on the front page there you can join our discord talk about video games movies game deals whatever you like thank you for bringing that up i forgot it uh (laughs) and both you and travis and me have a new podcast called cutscenes uh it is about video game movies you can find that at cutscenes.ca or at cutscenes underscore pod on instagram or twitter 
Travis, uh, where can people find you if they want to hear about the X-Men and other oh, things God. to tweet about? Here we go. Uh, I'm usually, well, I'm on Twitter at Travis Colnett. Um, yeah, I'm usually talking about like whatever show or comic book or whatever. I don't chat. I don't talk that much, but, and I lurk in the discord. So if you want to, you know, if you were to say like X-Men in the discord, yeah, you might summon me and then I would appear <laughs> and then I would talk to you. So yeah. To the first person like that listens to this. After yeah. it comes out, please just type X-Men and at Travis in the Discord and see Done. how long it takes. I'm very it's curious. Seconds. It's like Beetlejuice. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on the internet at Jacob McCordo on all major social media platforms. Uh, I'm also a YouTuber sometimes, so check me out there, uh, youtube.com slash Jacob McCord. As our friend Mike Ruffalo says, uh, that, my friends, is one less episode left behind. <laughs>